What's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Bennett from Underground Sports Philadelphia. Outside the Box has become such a huge success, we're giving it its own podcast feed. You guys have come out in droves and made this thing such a huge project for us. It's unbelievable. So, Outside the Box is moving to its own individual podcast feed starting in October. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at OTBLaxPod to know when that pod feed goes live so you can subscribe there. You don't miss a single beat of what Herm and I are bringing. You don't miss any guests. And uh, you can always drop those five-star ratings and reviews to uh, pump the pod feed up and uh, make it an even bigger success as we head into year two of lacrosse coverage right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. So yes, the month of October, outside the box, its own podcast feed. Get hype. We'll see you guys soon. Let's get into the episode. Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Check one, two. What's going on, everybody? We are back from a hotel room in Vermont. It's your boy, Kyle Bennett. This is Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 177. As always, show brought to you by Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Wainwright Bernhardt Funeral Home, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall. Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Guys, we are in the end game of week one of Dallas week of the 2019 season. Saturday here. We got one more day until the Eagles head down to Jerry World to take on the Cowboys. And I don't know how I feel about this game. I am in a big state of confusion you know I was feeling good early on Doug Peterson on Monday getting everybody hyped up you know saying we're gonna go down to Dallas and win and then I did Eagles enemies which you can check out if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Google Play SoundCloud Stitcher iHeartRadio the TuneIn app wherever you get your podcasts I did uh Eagles enemies with Patrick Nosey Walker good friend of the show Cowboys insider for CBS Sports covers the league as a whole and man, he he pointed out some good things. We pointed out some good things together. This is Andre Dillard's first start in the NFL at left tackle. Going up against Robert Quinn, who has five sacks on the season already. And he missed a couple games. Five sacks, guys. Going up against a rookie. He's got to be salivating. You know, Eagles missing Deshaun Jackson again. We'll go through the injury report here. That the Eagles put out the final injury report. Does not look good. Does not look good at all. Nigel Bradham. Out. Deshaun Jackson. Out. Tim Jernigan. Out. Avante Maddox. Out. Jason Peters. Out. Darren Sproles. Out. Ronald Darby. Questionable. 
Fletcher Cox participated in full. He's been a little sick. But, uh, you know, this injury report is terrifying. This team is missing a lot. And, uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson is the the scariest part of it. You know, the Eagles are wearing midnight green on the road, which is a, a nice touch. I like seeing that. Not a fan of the white unis. But, you know, Deshaun Jackson being out is the biggest conundrum for this team. And I, I continue to think that the Eagles will make a move at the trade deadline for a speed-wide receiver. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be one of those things where they're going to have to survive another week. They got, they got to be able to make plays happen without Deshaun Jackson. And if they're going to be able to do that, guys are going to have to step up. Alshon Jeffrey's going to have to have another big performance like he did against the Vikings. Nelson Aguilar's going to have to catch some balls. Zach Ertz has got to get involved. Dallas Goddard's got to be involved. Because this Cowboys team is injured too. Let's not forget that. They have some injuries of their own. Granted, they're trending in the right direction, which is unfortunate for the Eagles. You never want to see anybody get injured. But for the Eagles, you you want to be able to be on an even playing field. And, um, you know, right now as we look at the Cowboys injury report heading into this game, um, you know, I just I don't feel confident right now. It's, it's one of those things where it, it stinks because I want to feel confident going into Dallas week, you know. It's one of those things where you hate the Cowboys so much, you, you just want the Eagles to thrive. And right now, Amari Cooper looks like he could potentially play. They're going to have both their tackles in there. Sure, they might not be healthy, but, um, you know, it's it's tough. And looking at the Cowboys right here, Anthony Brown, cornerback for the Cowboys, ruled out Amari Cooper questionable Randall Cobb's been ruled questionable after missing you know a ton of time with a back injury Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins questionable Joe Looney questionable Zach Martin questionable uh Armstrong the defensive end questionable Byron Jones questionable you know things were looking terrible at the beginning of the week for the Cowboys and I was I was feeling confident because the Eagles were going to be able to have that advantage, but um, right now it looks like the Eagles are, you know, behind the curve when it comes to the injuries, and the Cowboys have that advantage. They have the home field advantage. Carson Wentz has to deliver. You know, I think this is a huge game on the resume for Carson Wentz. He's got to be able to come out and dominate this Cowboys defense. He's got to be able to take advantage of all the opportunities that are given to him. It has been great that we've had anonymous players talking to Josina Anderson this week about how they feel about Carson Wentz and the offense. Doug Peterson wasn't happy about it. Um, you know, you, you hate having that, especially during Cowboys week because that is your biggest rival in terms of just fan base, players versus players, all that good stuff. You don't want to have this anonymous source BS coming out 
during Cowboys week. You don't want it coming out any week, but especially during Cowboys week. Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar being asked about it from the media, you know, that's just, it's such a distraction and, you know, it, it's it's not a good look, you know, and the more I think about it, that anonymous source, I think it's a defensive player. Uh, I really do because, you know, if the offense isn't clicking, they're coming off the field quicker, which makes the defense have to go out there and be on the field longer. Regardless, you know, if a certain player not happy that the Eagles didn't get Jalen Ramsey, which, you know, I think a lot of people are. He goes to the Rams that we talked about on Wednesday. But this Eagles team needs to be locked in, focused, and ready to go once Carrie Underwood gets done doing a Sunday night football intro. Because they need to win this game. You can't go three and four and expect to, you know, bounce back. They've got to be able to string some wins together, man. This team has been too inconsistent since 2017. Losing a deep threat wide receiver has killed the offense two years in a row. And I I think a lot of this is on the shoulders of Mike Groh. I was told I was crazy to think that Mike Groh was the problem. He is a terrible offensive coordinator. This team starts slow week in and week out. They've been down double digits in every game outside of the Jets game this season. They've been at least down 10 or more to every single team to start every game. That's unacceptable. You can't have that happen. To to be down double digits in the first quarter and expect to be able to fight back and come back and not kill momentum of the other team that's already building it is asinine. This team needs to figure it out early in games and, you know, that trickles down from Howie Roseman getting the right players in here to Doug Peterson calling the right game plan to Mike Groh not sucking, and then the players just executing. The players got to execute. This Cowboys team is a mixed bag when it comes to their defense. You know, you see one week Aaron Jones torches them on the ground. The next week Sam Darnold's dropping dimes. So the Eagles have to get after Dak Prescott. You know, this offensive line for the Cowboys might be playing, but they're not going to be 100% healthy. So you got to take advantage of that. Brandon Graham has to make his presence known. Derek Barnett has to make his presence known. Fletcher Cox, get in the box score, buddy. Let's see some dominance from Fletch. Jalen Mills activated off the pup today as I record this on Saturday, uh, which is a great sign since we haven't seen Jalen in nearly a year. He went down in London against the Jaguars on October 28th, 2018, and we haven't seen him since. Finally activated off the pup list and will play against the Cowboys. It's going to be him and Ronald Darby as your starting corners. Hopefully Darby is healthy. But, you know, it's good to see Jay. I'm very excited to have Jalen Mills back. A lot of people, you know, talk talk a bunch of trash about him, talk, you know, poorly and down to him. He's a physical corner that thrives in Jim Schwartz's defense. It's tough to play in this defense. And even if he gets burnt, he's still going to come back out, still have that same swagger, have that same, you know, approach and have that same, uh, you know, confidence about him that he's going to go out there and make a play. And that's what you want to see from every single player on this team. 
You want to see that every single drive that this team puts together, whether it's on offense or defense, that they just have a swagger and a confidence about them, just like they did in 2017, which they don't have right now. They need to figure that out and get back on track if they want to even think about being a Super Bowl contender. Because right now, I don't think they are. Sure, they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. There's too many good teams in the NFC. 49ers, the Seahawks. You still got the Rams. You just got Jalen Ramsey. The Cowboys are in the mix. You know, the, the Saints, the Panthers, the Packers, the Lions, the Vikings. Whole bunch of teams, the Bears. So a whole bunch of contending teams in this NFC, and only six teams can make the playoffs. So you got to assert your dominance in your division, where this is your final divisional game until December. You've got to make this thing count and really have a statement win to really define something about this season so far. You know, to be right in the middle of this road trip. You got to go get that statement win, and that is Sunday night in Jerry World against the Cowboys. Just do the damn thing. Go out there, play Eagles football, and come away with a big-time win. I think it's in them. They just have to be able to pull it out of themselves and show that they can win on that national spotlight in Dallas. You know, the Cowboys swept this team last year. Won both games in Philly and in Dallas. That's got to be one of the worst taste-in-your-mouth type of things for, for any sport, any player. Playing against your rival and they sweep you. It's just not fun. They've got to be able to go in there and assert their dominance and say, hey, we're not letting you beat us today. You lost to the Jets, we beat them. You lost to the Packers, we beat them. We're going to keep this thing rolling and we're going to send you into your fourth straight loss. That's what the Eagles have to have a mindset of going into Sunday Night Football. We're going to say, hey, we're going to hand you guys your fourth straight loss. Thanks for having us. And go in their business trip style and, and win this football game. Lane Johnson shutting up Demarcus Lawrence again as he comes out and tells Doug Peterson essentially to shut his ass up about his comments. Took him long enough. I guess he doesn't have the internet uh, at his house in Dallas after he got that big contract. Because Doug Peterson brought those comments up on Monday. Demarcus Lawrence waited until Friday to uh, address it. I guess the uh, the old dial-up wasn't working for Demarcus Lawrence, but Lane Johnson tweeting the Kawhi laughing gif, saying, soon, hashtag pave the lane. I love it. I love the hashtag. Lane Johnson has dominated Demarcus Lawrence in these matchups since they've both been in the league, too. Demarcus Lawrence talked a bunch of shit about Carson Wentz once he signed his contract. I'm very excited to see what this Eagles team can do to uh, hopefully shut down the Cowboys. And if you have not checked out Eagles Enemies yet, make sure you do because Patrick Nosey Walker delivers a ton of insight uh, for this matchup with myself. But uh, Eagles-Cowboys Sunday night, going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I I just need a big-time win from this team. It's like almost the halfway point of the season. I need that statement win. Sure, the Packers win was great. Then you followed up with the big domination of the Jets, but then you fell flat on your face against the Vikings. Come back come back out and, and get another statement win to put on the resume of this season, and that will be this Cowboys game. I think the Eagles can, can do it. 
They've just got to be clicking on all cylinders and make no mistakes. The mistakes can't happen. Eagles, Cowboys, let us know what you're feeling in the Apple Podcast Reviews. Five-star ratings only. We have standards. We know you do too. I'm, I'm nervous. I am nervous about this game, but I think the Eagles have what it takes to come away with a big win and have us feeling good going into uh, Buffalo. You know, I miss Victory Monday. I need a Victory Monday in my life. I need to be able to shut up a lot of people that I have uh, befriended in my life that just so happen to be Cowboys fans. Makes no sense to me why they're from New Jersey and have never been to Dallas, but are Cowboys fans. Riddle me that. But yeah, Eagles, I think the X factor in this game is Andre Dillard in his first NFL start. Going up against a a Cowboys defensive line that is very good. I'll give that to them. They are very, very good. They're very, very talented. Andre Dillard, when he came in in that Vikings game last week, um, made the offensive line look better in my opinion, though. You know, Jason Peters goes down. He didn't look himself. And then Andre Dillard stepped in, and I felt like the offensive line was just performing better as a whole. I could be wrong, but just, you know, I test alone. The O-line looked like they were getting better, more solid protection for Carson after Jason Peters left the game. And this is a thing, you know, Jason Peters, Darren Sproles, these older guys getting these loyalty contracts from Howie Roseman has kind of hurt this team in a way. You know, they haven't been able to have that roster flexibility to an extent because you've got these older guys that you're giving loyalty contracts to. And that'll kill you in sports. As much as we love Darren Sproles and Jason Peters, their time is, is ta- father time is tapping them on the shoulder because they continue to get injured and it takes up a roster spot for this team where, you know, they could have somebody else in the wings or, you know, being part of this depth that they desperately need. So we'll see what happens with Andre Dillard. Uh, I'm excited to see him play. You know, he's a first-round pick for a reason, and I think he's going to be an absolute superstar uh, when when the time comes, but we'll see. He gets his first crack, and I think him going up against Robert Quinn is going to be a big test. It's Carson's blind side. He's got to be able to protect Carson Wentz, and that, that's going to be the driving factor of this game is Andre Dillard's ability to protect Carson Wentz from this Cowboys pass rush, along with Lane Johnson, along with the rest of this offensive line. They've got to be able to step step up in a big way to protect Carson, give him time to get the ball to his receivers, to his running backs, create running lanes for Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders. And I think it's possible. I really do. I hope the Eagles uh, are listening to this and uh, they come out with a big win on Sunday night. But guys, the the Phillies are driving me insane. They have narrowed down their managerial search to just three. Buck Showalter getting a second interview. Joe Girardi also getting a second interview. Dusty Baker had his and he will get a second interview. Dusty Baker, though. Giving a shout-out to Andrew Knapp when he met up with uh, Johnny Airport, John Clark. Automatic no. 
if you are are pro Andrew Knapp for this team, have you not watched him play? He is terrible. He can't catch a game. He can't hit. He's not good. You know, he might be a nice guy, but Andrew Knapp is not a good baseball player. I don't know how he's still on this team. He needs to be gone. Give the backup spot to Davey Gurion or go sign a a veteran backup that knows that they're going to be the backup to JT Real Buto. It's just got to happen. You know, Andrew Knapp cannot be part of this Phillies team next year. But, guys, aside from all the managerial searching, the Philly scouting department also needs help. And Matt and I have talked about this being a, a major, major thing that the Phillies need to address. And Jim Salisbury from NBC Sports Philadelphia tweeted this morning at 9.21 a.m. Philly search for a new amateur Scouting director is nearing an end. Focus for this important position seems to be narrowing on Brian Barber, national cross-checker from the New York Yankees. Guys, we should be doing backflips, celebrating, you know, popping bottles in the streets because Brian Barber is just sitting there. You know, he's he's the second in command for the Yankees uh, scouting department. And... He's the guy that took a chance on Aaron Judge in the first round. And look what Aaron Judge is right now. Brian Barber needs to be hired as the Philly scouting director for amateur scouting because the Phillies need to get ahead of the curve with, with drafting and, and international scouting and all the things in between when it comes to him. Brian Barber is the perfect fit. They need to give him a contract today. Today it needs to happen because this is... A total surprise for me. I did not expect this. I thought they'd either hire internally or do something with the Orioles or Angels. But Brian Barber being linked to the Phillies as the the lead candidate from Jim Salisbury is huge, and we should be celebrating. And guys, you know what the best way to celebrate is? Is by heading over to our friends at Design Tree. That's D-S-G-N Tree. Head over to their website because that's where you can get all of your underground sports Philadelphia apparel, shirts, and now hoodies. It is hoodie season, ladies and gents. It's getting colder out. Uh, you know, I'm here in Vermont. It is freezing. And I have my underground sports Philadelphia hoodie right here. And uh, you can use the promo code hoodie season. That's H O O D I E S Z N, hoodie season, for $15 off at checkout of your purchase. $50 or more. That is $15 off a purchase of $50 or more when you use the promo code hoodie season. You can get our gritty hoodie, our underground sports Philadelphia logo hoodie, our on the road to victory hoodie, and the outside the box logo hoodie as well is now available. Uh, and the rest of our storefront is uh, slowly but surely getting converted into hoodies. So head over to Design Tree and get your hoodies today and use that promo code hoodie season to save yourself some money gear up for christmas as it's uh quickly approaching and uh yeah so head over to design tree and uh use that promo code and uh support your favorite podcast but let's talk about the flyers because they have fallen off recently some big losses uh out in canada and i have a a, a bit of a gripe because carter hart starts against edmonton where apparently he trains with Edmonton's goalie coach during the offseason. I have an issue to uh, to talk about here. 
Let's kick it back to when uh, Magic Johnson was still working for the Los Angeles Lakers and everybody was up in arms about Ben Simmons potentially working out with Magic Johnson. And it never went through because Magic Johnson eventually left his position with the Lakers. But Carter Hart is allowed to work out with Edmonton's goalie coach during the offseason, along with a multitude of other players, according to uh, you know our guy Dylan Mazzola and our guy Herm, OTB Herm, big hockey guys. They told me it's normal in hockey, and I, I just don't understand why that's allowed to occur because you look at what happened with the Flyers against Edmonton, they got you know their asses handed to them. Absolutely destroyed, and Carter Hart was in net. And I have an issue there because if Carter Hart's allowed to, you know, train with Edmonton's goalie coach, Edmonton's goalie coach is learning his tendencies. And, you know, the Flyers lost that game 6-3 to Wednesday night. He gets to learn those tendencies and learn what Carter Hart does best. And Elaine Vigneault still throws him out there. I have an issue with that because in any other sport, I, I tweeted this. I said, in any other sport, wouldn't this be considered tampering? Because you have an employed of you know, coach of another franchise working with a player from another team. It makes zero sense to me, and it shouldn't be allowed. So Carter Hart working out with Edmonton's uh, goalie coach and not and getting the start against Edmonton nonetheless cost the Flyers a game, in my opinion. Six to three they lose. They didn't look great in all facets of the game, and they lost that game to Calgary on Tuesday as well, three to one. Optimistic October still in effect, but it is slowly weaning away, ladies and gentlemen. Slowly, slowly weaning away because this Flyers team, after a hot start, lost three games straight in Canada after blanking the Devils 4 nothing in the home opener in Philadelphia. They go out to Canada and lose three straight games. Shootout loss to Vancouver, lose 3-1 to to Calgary, lose 6-3 to Edmonton. And I just, you know, if a Flyers official ends up listening to this or, or Carter Hart listens to this or or anybody from the NHL, I need I want an explanation. I'm genuinely curious how that is allowed to go down, because in any other sport, I view that as tampering. We we said Magic Johnson and the Lakers would get tampering charges if that happened. Uh, I'm pretty sure it would happen in the NFL. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it would happen in baseball, too. It's, it's just really weird to me that. Uh, a, a hired coach from a different organization is allowed to work out with uh, a player from another franchise that is under contract for that franchise. Sure, it's during the offseason, but still, you know, that's still contact with another team and another coach. And I, I take issue with that. If it's allowed and I just sound stupid, let me know. But I genuinely think that that is malpractice. That is my favorite word. Shout out to our, our former host, Brooke Destra, because she'll get a kick out of that. But uh, I, I think it's absolute malpractice that Carter Hart is allowed to train with Edmonton's goalie coach during the offseason, and then there's no repercussions for it, you know? Carter, go find another goalie coach. Go find a better goalie coach. Don't use somebody that's, you know, currently employed in the NHL anymore. It's not like you're in the AHL, and even then, I, th I still think it would be tampering, but... I genuinely have questions about this, and I'm, you know, I'm a newer hockey fan overall, and you know, still kind of learning the the land of the 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 sport. But I, I view this as tampering, and I just need answers. I need full blown answers. So 
let me know, hockey people, if I am just wrong or if I'm right. But I'm curious. It's it's weird to me that that is allowed to happen. So Flyers trying to get this thing back on track. They go home for a couple games against Dallas uh, today, and then uh, they host uh, Vegas on Monday. Hopefully they win at least one of them, if not both, because they need the wins, and they need them now. So let's get things back on track, boys, and not fall uh, fall off the wagon here in October uh, with a bunch of games left. You know, you still look at the schedule. They play uh, Dallas today as I record this, Golden Knights on Monday. Then they go to Chicago to play the Blackhawks again in Chicago, this time instead of in Europe uh, on Thursday. Then Saturday, they come back home to take on the Blue Jackets before they go on the road for three straight against the Islanders, the Penguins on my birthday, and the New Jersey Devils uh, to kick off the month of November. So still a lot of games left in optimistic October. Use that hashtag, get that bad boy trending uh, with your Philadelphia Flyers. Use optimistic October and the hashtag flyer die, the flyers uh, emoji hashtag. That way they get grouped together. And everybody sees what we're talking about when it comes to being optimistic about this Flyers team in the month of October. But guys, Sixers season is right around the corner as well. And uh, I'm very excited because the Eagles' tough loss to Minnesota really brought my spirits down. And I'm not feeling good about this Eagles game like I mentioned. I still think they can win, but I I don't feel great. And, uh, you know, the Sixers are, are the one team left that can raise our spirits and give us hope because they are built to win a championship. And, you know, Matisse Thibel put him in, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame of smiles. He just cheers me up as much as possible. Um, I'm just really excited for this Sixers season, and I need it to get here soon to just raise my spirits and uh, make me feel good about something going on in Philadelphia sports. Make me feel good. Phillies, if you want to make me feel good, you hire Brian Barber, you hire Joe Girardi. Uh, Eagles, if you want to make me feel good, you go beat the Cowboys and just go on an absurd winning streak. Flyers, just keep winning. I'm optimistic about you. I'm not mad at you yet. But uh, the Sixers right now, I am in super high spirits. They kick things off on Wednesday. Our show on Wednesday is probably going to be a little bit earlier, so we can do a full-blown season preview from the studio uh, with myself and Matt to uh, just get ready for Sixer season. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Sixer season is going to be a blast. We have a lot in store for Sixer season this year. Obviously, Sixer Saturday will make a full-blown return next Saturday following a game. And, uh, you know, we'll have a bunch of Design Tree merch going up uh, all throughout the season. We already have our Ben Simmons triple-double machine up there, so you can grab that uh, to get ready for Ben Simmons' dynamic uh, season that he's going to have. You know, Mike Scott has come on the podcast already. Who's to say he won't come on again? We're working on some things, getting some players uh, more involved with the show when it comes to the Sixers. And we have some special announcements coming later on, uh, either this month or the beginning of November. A lot of fun stuff is going to be coming from Underground Sports Philadelphia with the Sixers. So you don't want to miss it. And uh, it's I'm just, I'm really like looking forward to it. Like I can't contain my excitement when it comes to this Sixer season. It's going to be a lot of fun for fans, for us, for you guys as listeners and our followers. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at underground PHI. Make sure you are following the podcast on all your podcast apps. Subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. 
with your hype about this Sixers season, about Brian Barber being the scouting uh, you know, choice for the Phillies, anything. Hashtag Optimistic October in the Apple Podcast Reviews. And if you don't have an iPhone, you can follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app. And you can follow and stream us on iHeartRadio. Yes. Play the hell out of us on iHeartRadio, guys. That is my number one goal heading into the back end of 2019 and going into 2020 for the show is to uh, get a lot of people to find us on iHeartRadio as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those are our three big ones we're pushing. So uh, play the hell out of us on iHeartRadio and uh, get us on their charts. That would be absolutely insane. And... uh, Make sure you follow the Facebook page so you get the live shows. We will be back live more consistently. There's just been a lot of travel going on recently for myself and for Matt and everybody. So we'll be live from the studio on Wednesday, probably at 6 p.m. Eastern time uh, before the Sixers tip off so we can take in the whole game and give our takes and season preview and all that good stuff uh, before the game tips off. So 6 p.m. more than likely start time for our show on Wednesday if you watch on Facebook. So make sure you're there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Sixer season is on the horizon. So as always, this show brought to you by Main Auto, LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Wainwright Bernhardt Funeral Home, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. I know it's a bit of a short show, but... I have a wedding to get to, so uh, until Wednesday, this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 177. Again, shout out to our friends at Design Tree. We will be back live on Wednesday from the studio for episode number 178. Guys, we're so close to 200. So close to 200 episodes, it's crazy. We're going to be kicking off 2020 with a bang. But until Wednesday, I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. We are signing off. Peace.